I would honestly just say just forget everything and just try to listen to your body like what brings you joy and do that Um, just try to stop listening to any of the negative beliefs or limiting thoughts you have and just know you're going to be okay like just don't be afraid to be you and do you let's dig through the mud together we're so glad you're here Join us here each week for Mudlark. But da 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 da. Mudlark. Hi, loves. Welcome to Mudlark. I'm your host, Danny Bolts, and I started this podcast because I believe that our stories are what connect us, especially the darker, more challenging parts of them. The times in my life where I felt the most deeply connected and okay are within those moments of truth speaking and ruthless vulnerability with another person. Here we talk about topics surrounding inner child, addiction, friendship love, sex, creativity, connection, community. Really, this is the place where we talk about all the things, especially the things that are sometimes just simply hard to talk about. I'm not here to bring you big names, you guys. I'm here to bring you big topics. And now it's time for us to dig through the mud together. Let's go. Hi, you guys. Welcome back to the show. I'm your host, Danny Bolts, and I am so glad you're here. This is your first time here. Welcome to Mudlark. If this is your fifth or sixth or 38th time here, welcome back. I love you all, even if we haven't met yet. Hello, I love you. I am really excited to introduce today's guest. Today, I'm talking with Kayla Casa. Kayla was so amazingly insightful. I think this is by far our more our most resource packed episode to date. I mean if you haven't looked yet, look at the show notes. We have so many incredible links for you, incredible book references, poets, um just it, it is insane how much you are going to get from this episode. In the episode, Kayla and I talked about a massive rock bottom that happened a few years ago. We talked about how she went from literally laying in bed for weeks on end in some of the most debilitating physical pain, emotional pain. And then we talk about how she came out of that. Like she gave incredible actionable steps on how to come out of a rock bottom. This is just such a profound and honestly like really cozy, comfy conversation I think you're going to feel like you were sitting right there with us just chatting and having coffee and geeking out over all things personal growth. Like we could have had this exact conversation at a coffee shop. It felt like that's where we were. And I just feel really excited to introduce you to her and to just continue to watch her evolve and grow. And the second I met Kayla, she just instantly reminded me of my younger self and I mean that in the best way possible she's just such a seeker and it's just not so often that I meet people who dive into the deep soul work like I do in such a big way and I just I don't know I love it I love her she's so great 
Um, but before we pop into the episode, I want to remind you about Mudlarkers Anonymous, which is the private Facebook group here. And I started this group to create a space beyond the podcast for all of us to connect and talk about the things we're going through and really to just have it serve as a portal of support and guidance. There's a lot of funny shit on there. There's a lot of heavy stuff on there. It's just such a beautiful growing community and a great blend of topics and give it a whirl. Come find us over there. I'll approve you the second you, not the second, but I will approve you to get into the group and yeah, would just love to connect with you there. As for what I am doing right now, so this will be out Monday. I'm probably going to be shipping a ton of stuff for our business, Honeysuckle and Mud. But right now, what I'm doing is sitting in our Airstream out in the meadow by the Montana house. You guys don't understand. I mean, you do because it's a beautiful day where you are, I imagine, as well. How good it feels to be in the sunshine. Like, the older I get, I realize how bad I fucking need sun. And it's like when I wake up and the sun is out, I instantly am like, I can do anything. (laughs) I feel unstoppable. It's just so wonderful. And I just hope you're soaking in it today like I am. And I hope that you're feeling just the abundance of life. And if you are going through a hard time, know it'll pass. And I just love you so much. So without further ado, let's move on to my conversation with Kayla. I'll see you on the other side. Like everyone that I have interviewed, it's because I've had, I've seen something in them that either like reminds me of myself and I Mm want to like dig and I'm just curious. And when it comes to you, like the moment I met you, I was like, holy shit, she's like a seeker like I am because I just feel like you go deep and you try to find all the things that Mm -hmm. will help you live your most authentic life and a life of healing. So I kind of want to just start the show there, if that sounds good. Like, where did that come from, that seeker within? Do you have any idea? Um, I mean, even just as a kid, I was always just, like, very curious. Like, I, you know, like on Easter, you'd get, like, a chocolate bunny in a box. I'd always want to figure out, how did it get inside? Oh, yeah. And then, oh, my God, it can come out. Like, I've just always been a very curious child, and that kind of went with me through growing up. Yeah just been through so many ups and downs and I don't know I just it's hard to feel grounded or just feel like yourself when you just I don't know you aren't able to understand what's happening or why you're feeling a certain way yeah Um, did your parents model that like were they big seekers when it comes to like self-development and not really. Yeah. Um, I mean, they're very just like baseline. Here's how it is kind of a thing. Like dad was a military man, didn't show a lot of emotion growing up. Like only recently with me and my sisters, you know, growing up and graduating, getting out of the house, he's been a little bit more teary eyed. Oh, a little softer. Yeah, he's gone a lot softer. He won't admit it, but <laughs> yeah. Um, and then my mom's just, you know, very like how it is. Um, I mean, recently I think she's opened up a little bit more just kind of she's been more aware with you know us hurting like she can tell if we're like in a mood or feeling down she's like oh what's wrong or do you need to talk about anything but like before it was just like I don't know I never showed emotion growing up oh wow right and it's I mean that makes sense you know we show up so often in the ways that we're modeled and if someone's not showing us lots of emotion when things come up we don't think that we can right you know I was always scared to like share feelings with anybody and 
like even just I had friends that went to like therapy in undergrad and I was just like oh I'm that's not for me yeah you're like boom what is that (laughs) I don't get to talk about my feelings (laughs) yeah for sure so why don't you introduce yourself and just give us like your name and some about your background and upbringing okay well I'm Kayla Casa um for those of you that don't know me I was born in Mission Viejo California and moved up to Spokane, Washington just after that, where my middle sister was born. Um, her name's Abby. And when I was about four, about to turn five, we moved to the beautiful Sandpoint, Idaho. Um, and that's where my youngest sister, Holly, was born. And we've all grown up here in this cute little yellow house. Um, we've always had a dog around. It's adorable. I'm, <laughs> I'm actually currently in the basement of this yellow house. <laughs> it's cozy. It is cozy. Um, my sisters and I were always very, you know, driven in school and, um, we were all in sports. I did gymnastics for about 15 years growing up, starting at the age of two. Um, I transitioned into dance and did soccer and track in high school. Mm. Um, I think I even tried rowing in college for a year, Um, but I've had so many injuries with all the sports, um, Mm. growing up and that's kind of was the last straw for that. So (laughs) I've switched to more of a yoga pilates walking type of exercise right these days. you've had to adapt mm-hmm. yeah 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 it so was hard i was like oh i was used to be able to do all this like why can't i do it anymore i but. know i relate to that on a spiritual level like when i so my knees for me it's running mm-hmm. i love running i love running trails i get so much out of it but i mean i'm 30 now but it's like <laughs> my body is already like what the fuck are you mm-hmm. doing to me like it's yeah. just you have to just like learn to listen to your body at this yeah point. or like go ride a bike instead and yeah. i'm just like ah. <laughs> <laughs> it's but, different but yeah. you can you can find the joy in it eventually yeah so. what was it like growing up in such a small kind of like tourist town um i mean i i don't think i really appreciated it as much growing up i you know you knew everybody wherever you went or if something happened everybody knew about it kind of a thing and I don't think I really loved that, but now, you know, being away in a couple big cities over the last seven years or so, um, I've been at my parents the last few months during the quarantine, and I've just really grown to love and appreciate a small town. Like, I love all the little quirks and being able to support the locals and shop locally. You can, I don't know, I love being able to just see people and say hi. Yeah. Like, I'm in Seattle now, and you say hi to someone, and they're just like, why are you talking to me? (laughs) No shit. don't look at me. (laughs) Yeah, that sucks. I hate that. It's terrifying. (laughs) I'm like, I just want to say hi. (laughs) I'm a friendly person. (laughs) I mean, it is such a different dynamic. I mean, I'm from Portland area, even moving from there which isn't a massive city, but like moving from there Mm. to Montana and even the bigger towns in Montana that I visit like Missoula or whatnot, Mm -hmm. it's like, it's such a different dynamic. People want to talk to you. Mm -hmm. People want to engage. Yeah. And that's medicine for me. Me too. I'm like, I fucking need people. <laughs> I do too. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, you and I were introduced through Courtney Winju, who's yes. been on the podcast. Mm-hmm. I will link that episode um, in the show notes. But how did you guys become friends? Um, well, so we actually, we went to high school together. She was a grade older. Um, I think we had a few mutual friends, but our friendship didn't really kindle until I was going over to grad school in North Carolina. Um, mm. I was over in Raleigh and... We followed each other on Instagram and just a lot of things that we each other would post. We like resonated with each other. We're just like, oh my God, we're like soul sisters. Like, yeah. how did you know I needed this? I feel like she is everyone's soul sister. She, is. she really is. Because <laughs> I, I feel that with her too. Like the second I mm-hmm. met her, I was like, oh my God, we were meant for each other. <laughs> right. I was like, do you get that a lot? <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. And so that just kind of blossomed when I moved back over to the West Coast and she came out to visit her sisters over in Seattle and we actually got lunch and went Aww. to the farmer's market and got to go to like a yoga class together and the dream girl day. Yeah. It was so Fuck. great. That's the best. You're like, yeah. please don't leave. Mm-hmm. I have a spare room. Not really, but come live with me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's kind of how that started and how I, you know, was brought to you and yeah, that was just amazing. It's just the power of connection. Mm-hmm. It's so amazing. Yeah. So uh, Kayla and I actually met for the first time in Portland. I was leading a workshop with Courtney Santoro, who's been on the podcast. Mm-hmm. It's all fucking connected and sick. <laughs> and yeah, you were just so wonderful. Like you walked in and I was like, friends. Mm-hmm. I just knew we were going to be friends. Oh, yeah. I just I felt it deep down in my bones already. <laughs> I was like, yep, we're friends. Yeah. Whether you like it or not. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So to back it up, I just want to hear a bit more about your childhood. I want to hear about what you were like as a kid and just kind of move from there. Yeah. Um, so as a kid, I I was very active. Like I'd be the one flipping around on the couches, which is why <laughs> I was put in gymnastics at a young age. So I wouldn't break my neck. Um, <laughs> yeah. I was always digging in the dirt when my dad was out doing yard work mm. or playing in the little rivers and getting muddy. Like I just loved nature and being outside. Yeah. Um, I also loved like solving problems. Um, I My grandpa actually told me this story like a month ago. I used to count through my heartbeats Mm. and just like from then on they just kind of knew I had kind of a little like number mind yeah um which I thought that was really cute like I was so connected to my body I used it to count and do math it's adorable (laughs) yeah it was like innate in you that part Mm -hmm. of you um and then another thing I was always trying to draw like I used to draw these little like bug people just like (laughs) I was a little creative little thing yeah um, creative wiggly little monster yes <laughs> exactly that's <laughs> yeah. the best way to put it <laughs> yeah um so yeah just I I don't know I feel like now I'm finally you know utilizing all those things that I used to do as a kid in like what I do now for fun or even in work and yeah tapping back into that mm-hmm. it's yeah. everything yeah do you feel like like kind of there was a point in your life where you stopped like where you got to a place where you just were like fuck it I'm gonna be different I'm gonna try something else Mm -hmm. yeah I feel like I struggled a lot with just like self-identity like going um like through middle school and high school like I got made fun of a little bit like Mm -hmm. I was a scrawny like big-eyed little girl um and I had so many different like things I was into it was hard to just find a group of friends like I was like a little floater like I had friends in all these different groups and areas um and just like even in college I feel like it's easy to get like lost in just like the people and the atmosphere and it wasn't really until I really broke down in grad school when I was over in Raleigh and just it was the lowest of lows and just like coming back from that I've really been able to be like okay what actually brings me joy what makes me feel like a kid again Mm. because those are like the purest days when you're the most authentic self yeah absolutely and can you talk about that breakdown yeah like Um, how old were you I was it was 2017, so I think I was 22 or 23. Okay. Um, so early 20s. Yeah. Um, Fuck that. <laughs> 20s, man. Yeah. I'm almost halfway there. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Come on. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that, I just, I don't know, well, going back a little bit, so um, in undergrad, I had a couple friends pass away, and, you know, growing up not showing emotion, I just kind of kept that inside. Like, there'd be nights where I'd end up crying myself to sleep, but, like, I'd hold it in. Um, I developed a lot of gut and health issues in undergrad when I was studying abroad and 
just not having the right help or not having anything work for me was very frustrating but I was like well it is what it is I guess I'll just take the medicine my doctors give me yeah well when I was in grad school I well I hurt my back so I ended up herniating two discs I had sciatica for probably over a year and didn't do anything about it oh so going from a very active lifestyle I had to go to doing absolutely nothing and I was in pain all the time I lost probably all my muscle like nothing was fitting like just very uncomfortable stage in my life um, it was the, to the point where the doctors were like, you're going to have to have surgery. And back surgeries are just no bueno. <laughs> How did you get that back injury? Um, I think it was gymnastics over time and then rowing. And <laughs> you're like doing backflips <laughs> off bars and landing on my yeah. face. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it was just, it was built up. Like there's not yeah. one specific thing. And then moving across the country didn't help. Right. And being away from everything familiar. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then it was a horrible year. It was my, probably the worst year. I hated Raleigh my first year there. Yeah. Um, I was just very grumpy. was crying all the time. I was in really bad relationships, like very manipulative. Yeah. And was it a long term relationship? There was one that was like on and off for about like 12 months, maybe 15 months. Yeah. And then there was another one after that that was probably like five months. But they're both just so Terrible. traumatizing. Mm. So just like the mix of feeling unworthy and undeserving and just like unwanted and like forgotten and not being able to move around um that was probably like my lowest of lows I would like lay in bed for like a couple weeks at a time and just stare at the wall oh didn't really care to move yeah absolutely I can relate to that and it's like it's so compounded when it's not just I mean that's because our emotions and our body are one you know mm-hmm. and it's oh, like yeah. and when you're feeling just absolutely terrible and then you're in physical pain it's mm-hmm. just it's debilitating yeah. emotional some, physical pain you know it's just really yeah <laughs> can bring you down absolutely so what was the point like did you read something or what was the point where you really started to feel like okay I gotta figure this out because this is not the way I want to be living mm-hmm. what did that look like well I I know I called my mom, like, sobbing. Just mom! Like, she's always been my go-to rock, yeah. like, no matter what. Like, she's the person I go to at the end of the day. Like, if Aww. I'm having a hard time adulting or just, like, can't find the right clothes and having, like, a panic attack, I don't know. <laughs> mom, help she's, me. She's really been there for me, and I'm very thankful for her. Um, so just, like, calling her, and I was like, okay, yeah, I got to get my crap together. Like, who am I? I've never been the kind of person just to stick in a shitty relationship. Yeah. I am not someone that just sits around and mopes, like... Right. I found um, my artwork like blossoming in the time where I couldn't do anything else. I actually found enjoyment in reading and I started reading a bunch of self-help books. I actually went to therapy. <laughs> Doing <laughs> all of the amazing things. Yes. And yeah. then I found a back doctor that um, it was going to be a year long process, put me in a lot of debt, but um, I didn't have to have surgery and he got me off of any of my medications I was on for my stomach which wow. we found out were antidepressants for three years. I was never told. So that also added on to. Oh my God. How did that happen? I have no idea. And I don't know why it's okay. No, it's not okay. So like I'm kind of anti-medicine. Yeah. These days. Right. You know, I use my essential oils and my herbs and I go to acupuncturists and naturopaths. Like, yes, they're not covered with insurance, but 
it's worth Actually, it. It's, it's you. Worth it. it's and so was this doctor? Was he just some like holistic? What was his? He was a chiropractor, but he was. He said he was more of a holistic approach, just like in his values. Sounds like it. Yeah. You're like marry me, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so I I don't know. I've been able to do so much more with my body than I was told I was ever going to be able to again. Like I do acro and yoga and climb and backpack now. It's amazing. I just know I have to go to the chiropractor once a month or do a massage therapy appointment just to you know keep it tweaked and healthy right do you feel like you had mentioned just having a couple of relationships that Mm -hmm. were a little bogus and traumatic Mm -hmm. were there any like patterns between like those two different relationships yeah um I mean it was definitely me and my nurturing side coming out like so one of them was very like needy his mom passed away when we first started seeing each other um wow he was a user like he was like he used weed probably like all day, all hours of the day throughout the day. Yeah. Um, but he was just like very needy, but then, you know, um, had other relationships behind my back and just would lie about it. But then you'd be the one he'd want to go to at the end of the day or like bring to his grandparents. Right. Um, the That's other so one, confusing. Ugh, it was so, ugh, it was yeah. so confusing. And I was, I'm kind of mad that I stuck with it, but I'm Whatever. such a nurturer and a giver. Yeah. I wanted to be there just like I am for all of my friends. Are you an Enneagram too? I'm a two and I think a three, seven, like my mini combo. Oh, okay. But a two. I'm a healer. Yeah. Um, yeah. Healer I have so many wireless. twos in my life. Probably because I need help all the time. <laughs> I'm like, oh. I'll gladly give it to you. <laughs> yeah. Um, the other one was very, like, he actually was just like, you are worthy. Like, he was very, like, he was like a Christian, just like seemed like a very good guy. It was like, you know, there for you. Um, very healthy, which I really am drawn to. Like he was probably healthier eating than I am. And yeah, I am, I would see myself as a healthy eater yeah. for the most part. Yeah. Um, but he, he had some past stuff that came back up, um, in the middle of things and he just disappeared on me. Ghost. Like, but like eventually like two months later I heard back from him and then that's when I decided I was moving across the country and then he was like, Oh Right. He didn't choose me. Oh, right. <laughs> and just like, was like, well, he like tried to drag it on. But then after I moved, he was like, oh, yeah, it'd probably be best if we just block each other and never talk to each other again. <laughs> How was that? <laughs> I didn't, I don't know. I'm not a person just to like write someone off. Like, I don't know. People are a part of our lives. It's hard to just be like, bye. Yeah, sorry. Bye. You never existed kind of a thing. Like I did so much. Yeah. Like he suffered with like addiction and, um, he was like a bartender even though he used to be an alcoholic and right. if he would drink he'd get really depressed like I think before we started dating like the year before he was like suicidal mm, yeah. so it's just like two kind of messed up users after another and yeah I don't know they seemed very different but in the end I just saw I was my friend likes to put it as I was giving off all of my leaves like mm. as if I'm a tree and yeah. like, I need to keep some for myself absolutely and, um I'm so grateful for all of my friends like here and over there like they were what really brought me back to yourself you feel like Mm -hmm. and so you you're over in this is in Raleigh when Mm -hmm. all this shit's going down and you're at this massive rock bottom but then Mm -hmm. you start like seeing the doctor and just starting to really find yourself again Mm -hmm. where are you at at that place like you're starting to like see life again with Mm -hmm. new eyes where are you at then um well I, I think I moved to a house downtown um, and there was a yoga studio a couple blocks away and I actually reached out and it was 110 yoga studio 
um as a hot yoga studio like oh it's like home for me like home mm. base um but I ended up work trading there and oh, that's yeah. how I made all of these really great friends over there um like my friend Cece and Lauren that taught there and um Rachel they're just such um just loving genuine non-judgmental like unconditional loving type people heaven like it's so nice to have that home yoga studio too where you fell in is that where you found love with yoga yeah that's where my journey really started yeah I did it off and on like in high school but that's when it really started I think I'm reaching a year now Mm -hmm. maybe two years now yeah two years of yoga of yoga mm-hmm. oh I love that so much yeah. that was in Raleigh mm-hmm. okay so you did how long ago did you move to Seattle last July oh wow mm-hmm. it's so new yeah and so you're doing yoga all the time and you're feeling so good and then mm-hmm. you move to Seattle yeah. talk about that transition um well so throughout undergrad and grad school I had moved from city to city between um semesters and every year like I think I was in California one year Spokane one year Oklahoma one year um and then you know Raleigh like I hadn't lived in a place for you know more than two years at a time right um so I was like oh it'll it'll be fine um but it's been really hard yeah it's probably one of my hardest moves because it you know I finally feel like this is a place where I might actually settle spread my roots but I don't know. I'm not really like loving it. I'm not a big city type. I keep being like, oh, maybe I should have stayed in Raleigh kind of a thing. But I'm also like blossoming over here, like being the outdoorsy little nature activist as I can be. <laughs> Selfishly, I'm like, move back to standpoint. <laughs> uh-huh. So I don't know. I feel like I hated Raleigh the first year and a half. Um but I don't know if that could have been just with everything going on. Right. Um, but it's one of my favorite places now. It's home. It's where my boyfriend is, where a lot of my good friends still are. But right. I don't know. The Northwest is just, that's always been like home base for me growing I up know. in Sandpoint. Like I love the mountains and the clear, like not humid air. It's um, everything. It's beautiful. Like Christian's just, when we were driving down like from Seattle to Portland, he was just like, wow, this is beautiful. It's so green. Mm-hmm. What is your boyfriend's connection to Raleigh right now? So he he's still living over there. He grew up over there for the most part. Okay. Um, so is it like family and mm-hmm, his family and friends? Yeah. Are over Do there. you guys talk about ever living in the same? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a that's on the books for hopefully end of this year, early next year. And um, but you don't know where that will be. Not entirely. We were settled on him coming to Seattle because um, he needs to be in somewhat of a city for work. Um, but now with me being so unsure, I'm like. <laughs> Should I just move back? I know I really love it, but all my family is over here and I just love like yeah. everything about the Northwest, just maybe not Seattle. Right. So I think he's still set on moving over here. He knows I'm very big on being close with my family and my yeah. friends. And honestly, he said home will be wherever I am. So, oh God, <laughs> or, like say that again. <laughs> home will be wherever I am. <laughs> yeah, that's so sweet. I love that. So when I think of like I'm I'm someone who I'm always obsessing over where am I going to live? Like I don't know why that is. It's always been a part of me. Mm-hmm. Like I've always like you, I've been a seeker trying to find the place that I'm going to thrive the most and I very recently um kind of accepted being in Montana. And I know that like accepted sounds kind of like negative, <laughs> but it's actually been like so profoundly healing for me to just 
be in a space and see what happens. So mm-hmm. it kind of sounds like that's what you're in yeah. a little bit with Seattle. You're mm-hmm. like, I don't know. Yeah. But so much uncertainty. So much. And un- I hate uncertainty. I like to know things. Oh, same. I seek things out so I can know them so I can feel more, you know, comfortable and grounded. Yeah, for sure. I get it. Capricorn mama over here. <laughs> um, but I was thinking about you this morning when I was having coffee before this coffee, before coming <laughs> over here. And I just I know that you were in kind of this time of transition um, but I was curious because I talk about this a lot. What would your perfect day look like? My like perfect day. your perfect day, like from beginning to end, obviously not like five hours of like, <laughs> in, like all, all the details. <laughs> and then I look to the left and I say, <laughs> no, um, but just what would your perfect day look like? Well, I would actually get some sleep, like a full night, uh, rested sleep, like no interruptions, uh, wake up have my lemon water and then you know some breakfast some coffee um I would love to start with meditation or yoga or some mirror work which I've been working on recently and it's just I highly recommend it mirror for anybody. work mm-hmm. talk about it mirror work so you there's a lot of like harsh you know thoughts that we have for ourselves that we've built like limiting beliefs and I've been reading so it's a Louis, Louise Hay book um mm-hmm. I've read all of her books and I'm doing one of her workbooks as well which has been so eye-opening and healing. Um, we can put those. Maybe yeah, in the we'll show link notes. it all in the show notes. Mm-hmm. I want to. But this mirror works. That. So you start like day one. And you look into one of your eyes and you go, "Kayla, I really love you." And you look in your other eye and you say, "I really, really love you." Like I love and approve of you. Or mm-hmm. you know, open to having a perfect day. And there's so many things like you can use it for fears or just like financial issues or yeah. body image issues or even if you're having you know, harsh thoughts towards like friends or just like people that annoy you, you can solve it just by loving yourself first. And right. then you can like, and go looking at that. yourself in the eyes. How mm-hmm. was that the first time you did that? It was awkward. <laughs> she even says in the book, like it might feel weird still, like yeah. just give it some time and then you journal about it after. And Oh, you know, I'm now to the point where I actually can smile when I go into the bathroom or just oh. like pass a mirror. Yeah. How long do you do it for? Um, you can do it between like two and 10, 20 minutes, like however long you want. Honestly, I'd just yeah. say some affirmations, maybe like two to five times. Oh, that's so beautiful. I yeah. want to try that. I've heard yeah. about it more recently. I'm mm-hmm. happy that you brought it up because I love giving people resources, like anything yeah. to connect you more deeply to yourself. So mm-hmm. you would wake up, have your little lemon water, do some mirror exercises. Mm-hmm. Then what yeah. would you do? Um, I personally would love to just either go for like a walk I live um, on Green Lake so there's like a three and a half mile loop it's really beautiful on a sunny day even in the rain um that or maybe a yoga <laughs> but <class>. sunshine <laughs> yeah but sunshine I need it yeah um that or some yoga just to get started with my day mm-hmm. um and then I I love doing like creative like artsy things I've also really gotten into some essential oils I'm actually now a wellness advocate through doTERRA mm. um, so I'm selling those and I've been learning so much I just finished a camp and I just, I find so much joy and like, I just feel so light when I'm like learning and yeah. using and talking about And it's them. holistic. Yes, it is. Which is such a big part of your life mm-hmm. now. It's so yeah. wonderful. So I feel like maybe doing something with that, like, a, like I did a, my first class last week actually for them. It was really fun. You taught a class? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, that's just, like, so the great. the basics about them, how to use them, yeah. making sure you're buying like the pure ones. Because right. There's a lot of crap mixed into cheaper ones mm-hmm. and end up gotta like be like mortified things. for you to see the oils i have you'd be like <laughs> get rid of I'm that i'm just gonna give you i'm just gonna treat you to some <laughs> yeah some you're like don't put that shit on you mm, i'll steal it from you, you yeah know, tempted <laughs> yeah <laughs> um that i um 
I actually I could love I would love to go for like either I don't know I love meeting with friends just like connection is one of my um, core values mm-hmm. um, I love talking whether it's friends or even just like helping people with their health and wellness journey um, I really want to get into more of that on the side of um, the job I'm currently in which is a hydraulic engineer um, I bring down the dams I restore streams I bring nature back to its most thriving self which is you know something I also want to do with people eventually so oh, I love that I mean doing there's parallels for yeah. sure yeah so if oh. I could do either of those I'd feel pretty good throughout like the busy day yeah um I mean I'd love to just like end the day like cozying up to my boyfriend to a movie maybe yeah. a glass of red wine mm-hmm. like a nice home-cooked meal I also love Thai food <laughs> you're like or take out Thai <laughs> yes yeah <laughs> or like a hot bubble bath like that is my probably favorite way to end the day preach mm-hmm. I know you know you know I know I know <laughs> you know I know you know yeah no I I asked that because I mean and I have um an episode which I'll link in the show notes it's about like creating your perfect day and mm-hmm. just really looking into that and using it as a tool for manifestation mm-hmm. and yeah, I was just thinking of you because I was like, how much does her day to day like match up with what that perfect day mm-hmm. is? And oddly, it seems like during like this quarantine, it might be closer. Oh, this quarantine, I have never felt more like myself and like balanced and ever. Like I've always been one that's like, go, go, go. I need to do one thing the next, see everybody because I just, you know, I'm friends with everybody. I want to make sure they know I care. But that was also a way of me distracting myself from all of these things I've been feeling over the years. Like I actually needed time to sit down and acknowledge, you know, my feelings and thoughts about things. And I started re-seeing one of my old therapists and she's kind of like an aunt to me too. So it's been really healing and just being able to have some downtime and family time in a beautiful small town, not a busy city. It's yeah, just what I needed. And I'm learning to mix in more of my creativity with my art or adding in my oils class or um, going for a walk and actually taking care of myself on top of working because before it was very work 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 traffic 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 and I was getting very burnt out yeah absolutely so like going back to Seattle do you see yourself making some shifts I'm going to try I am actually like there's like this feeling in my stomach that's not great about the thought of having to go back I'm very anxious, mm-hmm. um, but I'm hoping I can, you know, just get, you know, block out my schedule. So, so these hours I will dedicate to work and then I'll put in my calendar like, okay, this hour or two is going to be spent on art or oils or self-care. Just like put it in as if it's like an actual like thing in my calendar. Yeah. So I have to do it. Right. Do you work remotely always? No. Normally I'm in an office, which is, can be 35 minutes driving there, can be up to an hour driving back. Um, so a lot of time is wasted in the car, but you know, your podcasts get me through <laughs> good <laughs> and some good tunes. And yeah. so I'll try to usually have my coffee or something to wake up on the drive to make use of it. Um, but I've really been liking this working remote. Like yeah. I do not want to go back to commuting. <laughs> I know. I mean, honestly, I think this, this quarantine experience is really shedding light for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And of course there's just hard things that have come up emotionally isolation not getting the connection that a lot Mm -hmm. of us crave and need to thrive but like I'm just excited to see what people are going to do with their lives I hope there's a change like I would hate for people just to go back to what it was I know I feel like there was something needing in everybody right to be changed I know I hope they follow it (laughs) I think it's like and you're such a good person for this I feel like just in 
just sharing that message, like the importance of like listening to kind of what your body is telling you mm-hmm. right now with what needs to change in your day to day. And yeah. I don't know. I really want to keep that conversation. I don't know. Ripe. Is that the right word? Like yeah. I want to, I want to be talking about that more. Cause I like you, I don't want to see things just go back and people go back to living the lives that they weren't happy with, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. It's crazy. Um, I want to ask you about just kind of like, it's a question I ask everybody, but because the show is shifting, I, d- you probably watch, you watch my Instagram listen, story. Yeah. That, and I listened to your podcast this yeah, morning about it. Yeah. And you know, here at Mudlark, we've talked about the things that are hard to talk about, but also like there's this other piece of it is like the treasure beneath mm-hmm. the mud. So what has the, been the biggest challenge in your life? Like emotional thing that you have had to face and what is a gift that has come from it? Well, I feel like my biggest challenges could either be like my health or just like the limiting beliefs I've developed around just like either money or myself. Um, Could we go into those? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, So I think first out of my health, like I was battling, you know, IBS, I had SIBO on and off and you have to take a crazy amount of like antibiotics that are so expensive for that and it kills everything, but the infection just comes right back. Mm -hmm. Doctors don't know to follow with like a bunch of herbs and supplements and probiotics that actually keep your gut healthier and things so I've developed a lot of food allergies over the years um so I've had to learn you know to eat healthier and wholer foods which I think is actually a really big blessing for me I used to have really big sweet and like junk food tooth growing up (laughs) same (laughs) so I feel like just that shift and eating healthier I feel more energy and just having to change that I've really looked into okay I should get more sleep I need to drink more water exercise is really good like movement it can be very simple stretches one day it can be you know resting a day um it can be hiking a mountain the next like you know balance Mm -hmm. I think balance is the key for you know health and just like even in everybody's lives like I try to balance you know I'm a Gemini I'm two-sided yeah I have a very engineering like nerdy number side you're such a a very artsy side yeah you're (laughs) such a Gemini that's so weird Mm -hmm. to think about I don't think I've thought about your Gemini-ness much so it's easy for me to get caught in one side but then I feel really off balance and then it just kind of ruins everything so I've really learned that trying to balance both sides and I think making the time to be able to, you know, sit down, do my artwork or get fun with my oils and do my little DIY stuff with them on the side of my engineering work will be really good for me to flourish. Yeah. Um, I think financial issues on that topic, I've always had this limiting belief of money stressful, never going to have enough. I've actually put myself on a lot of debt over the last year and a half with moving and all the medical expenses it's just just like credit card debt yeah that I mean I have my car loan and student loans but you know those I've already accepted and you know those are just gonna be part of my life for next 10-15 years I don't know but the credit card debt I'm like I need to get that paid off yeah (laughs) it's been a lot of stress I think for me in general with that but I've actually sat down with some friends I reached out to some friends that have really um, turned their life around with their finances and it was hard but I you know had to sit down categorize everything on my receipts for a whole year and just figure out where my money was going mm-hmm. aside from you know the medical bills and moving like yeah. there was something else and so I've actually made like a budget sheet so I think I should have that paid off hopefully in the next year oh that's awesome yeah that's gonna feel so good and just to be working towards that is gonna be mm-hmm. just feel so liberating yeah have you read I'll teach you to be rich no but I bought the book 
and oh I my, have it to read because of you. I bought read it, it today. <laughs> read it. It's at my apartment. Oh no! <laughs> Buy the Audible and then sell that one. No, Good idea. it is liter. And I will link this in the show notes, you guys. But this has been the most life changing thing for my finances. Like on not just like the beliefs, like the limiting beliefs and stuff, all the work I've done with that, mm-hmm. but like the actionables that this guy, Ramit Sethi is his name, gives you are unbelievably empowering. And it's just like, I, I won't go on too big of a tangent because I, I listen to it all the time. Like I haven't, I've read the book once, like beginning to end, and mm-hmm. now I just go to different chapters. <laughs> yeah. And I just listen to him. But yeah, he just gives you the best, best advice ever. He's so, he's like such a new voice in mm-hmm. finance that I'm just like, obsessed with i think it'll be a really good book for when i get back to my apartment absolutely i've been living out of a week's worth of clothes of a suitcase at my parents the last few months and (laughs) yeah it's really made me realize i don't need a lot of things and i'm like ready to just go like gut out my apartment and like just simplify my life like less is better like less is more Mm -hmm. so i think you know that'd be a good time to start reading the book and making those changes too because i've seen what it's done for you and it's yeah amazing yeah it is and it's it's like inspiring it's thank you and it's I, i guess for me and this is something I've learned from the book I'll teach you to be rich it's like he really teaches you about like trimming the fat in your life and not being like no don't go get the latte that's his thing (laughs) he's like we don't need to be asking these three dollar questions we need to be asking thirty thousand dollar questions you know so it's like definitely like money mindset shifts but I I think that has been one of the most profound things in my shifting my money story is like what do I love spending money on Mm mm-hmm put my pour my money there health all the way yeah exactly (laughs) health and wellness like that is one of the biggest things for people it's it's not one of healthy food is definitely one of mine but Mm -hmm. like I don't go too buck wild on like even workout classes like I Mm -hmm. do so much on my own but yeah getting clear on what I want to spend my money on and then he says save mercilessly on the things that you don't love Mm -hmm. so I've just stopped putting money in certain spots and it's like holy it's shit amazing. there's my money <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah so I can't wait for you to read that that's gonna yeah, be so good be really good and then so that like that kind of tied in with um just like all the like the self-work I've been doing um so Louise Hay has this like love yourself heal yourself um workbook that goes along with her book that I've read and it's just full of I think it talks about like love fear um finances work friendships connections just like everything that you could possibly have like a limiting belief around and you sit through and you have to like she'll give some examples and then you have to think on your own of things that you know are limiting thoughts in your life Mm -hmm. and and then you have to follow it with an affirmation that's like the complete opposite right and something uplifting mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah and that ties into the mirror work so she has a mirror workbook that I've been reading alongside and they're actually like mirrors of each other, these books. So wow. um, I think either could do you really well. Yeah. So it's, it's worked on me being able to just like let go and release some of the thoughts I've had. And mm-hmm. even if I find myself one day just like really badging myself, just like, oh, you're like stupid. You're <laughs> you such don't a look loser. good today. You're yeah. so bloated. Yeah. <laughs> um, I've just really been thoughts. able to just like be like, nope, I'm thinking those thoughts. I'm like actually aware of those now. It's not just like a thought. We think over 60,000 thoughts a day and at least I think 20,000 are the ones that we repeat on and on. And right. I've been that's reading crazy. in an Eckhart Tolle book. It's um, like your thoughts are your emotions and that's your body. Like your body reacts to thoughts as if it was actually happening. I it know. doesn't know the difference. Which Eckhart Tolle book are you reading? Um, 
it's awakening to your life's purpose oh it's so good love it i've read the power of now too which is really good but this one if you can see i have all the pages dog-eared yeah (laughs) you're such a book girl i love that about you girl i used to not be which is funny yeah you are i I mean you've sent courtney and i messages like pictures of books you're like read this read this read this i'm like i don't have time helpful (laughs) yeah i also have this it's artist of life workbook Ooh, we should definitely link this in um so it's got like the whole like year months to months it'll break it up between like every three months like you write your goals affirmations that you want mini (laughs) goals like you prioritize them you there's like a habit tracker for habits that you want to learn and try to like build up over time they build up over three weeks and then it's Mm. an actual part of your life yeah Um, that's amazing you rate your days like good like high or low and i swear to god you have to have some virgo in you yeah, I'm a like the Virgo moon or something. You're a Virgo moon? Yeah. Oh, I learned shit. that in your class with Courtney. Oh, my. You, <laughs> do you see how you are a Virgo? Mm, maybe. <laughs> oh, my God. We are going to talk about this after okay. the interview. That's it, it mostly is like the like so Courtney Santoro. Mm-hmm. She's been on the podcast probably three times. Um, I love her. She's she's such a dream. She's an intuitive astrologer, among many other things. But yeah, she so she's a Virgo she's a Virgo sun Virgo moon and mm-hmm. just very um what is it I don't want to say rigid but I kind of do like rigid when it comes to many things but like when it comes to self-exploration mm-hmm. and so like all the workbooks that you're naming oh, and just like and lists and all that <laughs> I'm just like where is the Virgo in you and that makes sense mm-hmm. so the moon in your chart is like your emotional self and mm-hmm. how you experience okay, life yeah isn't that crazy I think one of my houses might be Virgo too I don't remember I have my sheet somewhere. Oh, yeah. We can look. Yeah, we should look. (laughs) Totally. Um, So where do you think you picked up your money beliefs? My parents. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Can you talk about that? Yeah. Um, I was like, left swing. (laughs) It's all good. We got to get it all in, you know? Yeah, I'm just curious. That's like the first thing that popped into my mind. Everything's connected somehow, so you know it works. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) Um, Just like growing up, I just remember they'd always like fight and bicker. Um, Just like not having enough money like they put us my sisters and I in like gymnastics and sports to keep us from trouble and private Christian school um for most of our like elementary grades um and I, that put them behind but it was all you know an investment to us which was bigger to them um now that I'm an adult and having money issues I actually noticed that you know that put them pretty behind and you know they have parent loans to my student loans also that have put them behind and they have this house in Spokane that the renters trashed and they've had to put so much money into fixing like they're completely redoing everything and um I just I've seen it add to their stress or just like it'll just make them be more quick to like being angry or just irritated about anything else it's just like kind of the driver of it all right um and just like they've always been like okay this is on sale we can get it or we have to stick to this budget this week yeah um it's been really hard like I wish I was in a place where I could give back or even help with my parts of my student loans that are theirs but I can tell it's a big pain point for you yeah yeah it has been I'm really trying to like do my affirmations on it like yeah I'm gonna be financially abundant everything I need will be provided like I'm supported right and I think it's just so even though it's painful it's so beautiful and important to see like where we pick those beliefs up Mm -hmm. and like you're talking and I can like feel it I can feel (laughs) like the pain in that but it's like if all you witnessed was like stress and angst and hurt Mm -hmm. around money no wonder like did you have anyone in your life who you did see as like financially abundant and flowy and fun with money 
um like a, a relative or my friend's mom i think a little bit yeah or just like even in college some of my friends and their parents yeah and I like what is that <laughs> or like i even have friends that make less than me and have more than me like they're able to spend more freely because they have it budgeted and figured out what they want to spend their money on and what they want to save on and they probably grew up with a yeah just a very mm-hmm. different energy around it yeah. and then those are the ones i've gone to and been like okay i need to change something like how did like what like how do you do it yeah like, show me yeah um, i need to make a change so i don't have to feel all the stress all the time yeah like, I, I want to be comfortable like I want to be like oh yeah I'll buy your dinner and not even have to worry about it absolutely I know it's getting like clear on like money values which I talked about in mm-hmm. I think the last was it this week's like today's I we talked about it a little bit today in this episode yeah yeah um but yeah getting clear on like why do I want money why do mm-hmm. I want this money in my life it's like and mine lines up so much with just my regular values mm-hmm. you know um, just freedom and yeah. creativity, comfort, mm-hmm. things like that. But it's like, there's just, once we kind of get into, I don't know, I guess like loving ourselves, like through the money story that we've mm-hmm. been telling and knowing that it is just a story mm-hmm. and it can really shift when we trust that it can. I think it's just amazing. Yeah. But I get it. Mm-hmm. I fucking struggle town usa with money mm-hmm. forever because of how i grew up yeah you know there was like this money story of um because my dad he's disabled he has a disability and so all the money that he's ever had in his life was like from the state or mm-hmm. um given to him mm-hmm. from my grandparents and then there was like my mom who like the only way she had money was like working her nine to five but also like child support that was given to her you know so there was Mm -hmm. like this idea in my mind like unless I'm given money I'm not going to be abundant right and I've had to like know like fuck that's not the story I want to tell Mm -hmm. I want to know that I can yeah we can make it ourselves we can make it ourselves and the biggest thing that I had to do with that was stop accepting money any corner of my life from anybody and then wow. ab- abundance fucking started to rain. It's amazing. Yeah. And it's like, but there's a lot of things. Mm-hmm. I'm just, I, I just want you to know I get it because I've <laughs> literally lived my entire twenties feeling so financially scarce. Mm-hmm. And it was literally just in the last year where I started to see this huge turnaround. Um, but it's focusing on that story, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Do you talk to your parents about so much of like the seeking work that you do just with the books that you read and just all like the soul work you do um I mean a little bit like I think like they know I've been doing therapy with my therapist online and she's actually you know incorporated a lot of the things I'm reading and learning about like I'm like prepared for our things she's so impressed like by how much I've like known and like grown already and you're like Virgo moon (laughs) yeah (laughs) like oh I love this shit like yeah you're like all the hell I eat this up (laughs) Mm -hmm. and I like I want to share it with others too yeah I feel like my story can be heard and I I am there for others like I love like nurturing I took this like wellness warrior quiz last week actually for like the oils I'm a nurturer (laughs) you are that's what I have like I'm a healer yeah and like I want to be there for others for the environment and I like I'm the kind of person that'll get bored if I'm doing one thing yeah only one thing like I want to do something with people and health on the side of my engineering like yeah I feel like I'd be more balanced and more beneficial and I can make money that way too you can 
Yeah. Mm. And uh, I'm like, you know that I'm like a psycho entrepreneur. Like Mm -hmm. I love, I see an entrepreneur in almost every person because I, I, we're very, I don't know, multifaceted people. And like with what you're talking about, I'm like, what are the things that she can do to like, Mm -hmm. kind of like yoke it all and then have this amazing, like, (laughs) I don't know. I feel like there's something there with like something I can do for my oils or my artwork and turn it into like gifts somehow. Like, the, I don't know. Yeah. I'm like on the verge of feeling like I've found something, but I'm not quite there yet. Absolutely. I don't know why, but I just had like this image of children. I, I don't have children. Yeah. I don't know what that <laughs> was, but I just was seeing you doing something with kids. And that then I, so fun. who knows? I mean, it could even be some kind of like summer camp situation of like bringing all of those things together it could be really cool did we just fucking figure it out maybe maybe i don't have to host a workshop this summer yeah or Or next year when the virus is gone i don't know yeah you should come out to our the montana house and do a workshop that'd be be so fun let's do it let's plan it yeah (laughs) um okay so back to my parents yeah yeah Um, back to your parents we grew up in like a catholic household yeah my, my yoga journey and just like self-exploration of witch, trying to witch. find my you're way. a witch sorry yes. no my mom <laughs> sends me articles of how oh, it's against her religion oh, like yeah. called me trying to disown me at one point when I was in Raleigh like oh. I called my dad crying and he was just like what the hell Lisa like <laughs> like no like it's not okay like e- even here I don't really practice it out in the open just because I don't want to cause right beef. there's like a yoga mat like, in I the have basement. a fear of conflict like I hate conflict mm. like just don't want to be a part of it if I have to hold my tongue I will like yeah I don't care I mean right. I'm learning to have a voice but yeah I'm in that weird transition of oh that's my mom I need to like please her but like also like I'm my own person yeah it's a very weird stage that I'm still trying to figure out oh yeah those boundaries mm-hmm. they're they're so hard because they're yeah. the people that you want to love you mm-hmm. more than anything in and the they've, world they've made it known like i know through my school i always felt like i had to be on top of it because good grades were always praised growing up and they told me i think they could tell i was just so stressed and like when i got my master's they actually flew over to raleigh and like came to graduation ceremony and they're like we're so proud of you like you've already done more than enough to like earn our appraisal like you're amazing you're smart yeah. like you're you're great you don't have to do anything else mm. like you don't have to do anything like right we approve of you basically yeah did you fucking cry your tits off a little bit yeah Yeah, that's such i mean those are like such medicinal words Mm. for a child even though like sorry my mind is just i'm a squirrel i'm literally like (laughs) but like it's so crazy how we are taught to need that Mm -hmm. yeah and how much that can bleed into our life mm-hmm. limiting thoughts that's also in those louise hay books like it's just all yeah. there yeah absolutely so i feel like there's still some stuff to be worked on i still feel For like life. i can't be super open but right you know she's been like i've been really stressed out with work and she, i've actually been like i don't feel like i'm good enough just like bawling my eyes out she's just been there for me yeah reminding and i think you. she knows that you know i'm needed to like i think sh- part of it was oh she doesn't need me anymore like she's growing up but like I also read in I think it was the Eckhart Tolle book I was reading it was just like parents are like they grow up into that thought of they want to be needed by their kids they always need to be needed by their kids and so I think me showing like oh I can do it on my own kind of even though I really can't um (laughs) but you can (laughs) but I can (laughs) yeah that you know it's just something maybe that needs to be shifted a little bit yeah absolutely I think it's just constant evolving and boundary Mm -hmm. setting and 
I mean, it, I look back when I was 25. <laughs> I mean, so much growth happens in our 20s and mm-hmm. just it's amazing how much shifts in yeah. a short amount of time. It's fucking crazy. So I want to just do two roundup questions okay. or ones that I like to ask everyone. So currently right now, what is the biggest challenge in your life right now today? probably my limiting thoughts on money or not being good enough at my job yeah for sure I feel Mm -hmm. where do you feel like you're thriving I feel like my like self-exploration and like growth is just like thriving right now like my I've just felt a shift um I feel like things are slowly coming together and I'm feeling more like myself and like my inner child like coming out more and more these days yeah do you talk to your inner child sometimes yeah Yeah. what do you say just like hey how's it going sorry i've like neglected you been mean to you and like let's go have some fun and go play this weekend like let's go get dirty in the dirt or let's just go like draw like one of the worksheets in the uh, louise hay workbook i was doing was okay with your left hand or your non-dominant hand mine's my left um draw a picture of yourself as a kid and it's just it just reminded me of you know the pictures i drew as a kid just like all sloppy and messy but like you can still make out what it's supposed to be like it's a human i think Mm -hmm. (laughs) oh i love that it's just one picture always comes into my mind as a kid and it's just one of me like laughing and smiling at the camera while like playing in the dirt at um, the city beach here in Sandpoint. Do you have that picture? I think I do somewhere. I can show you. Yeah. No, you should send that <laughs> so it can be the cover photo. Okay. <laughs> that I've been using um, pictures of people as kids awesome. a lot on the yeah. show. No, I have a picture of it on my phone because that's oh, what I drew it on. So. Oh, yay. I can't wait to see it. <laughs> um, tell the listeners where they can connect with you. All right. Um, you can connect with me through email um um casa kayla so k-a-s-s-a-k-a-y-l-a at gmail.com or i have an instagram it's just at kayla casa Um, perfect yeah and And a link to my doTERRA and my art page are actually on there too yay and i'll link all of that in the show notes um and if you could tell someone in their early early 20s anything what would it be what would your advice be i would honestly just say just forget everything and just look try to listen to your body like what brings you joy and do that um just try to stop listening to any of the negative beliefs or limiting thoughts you have and just know you're going to be okay like just don't be afraid to be you and do you Mm, that's beautiful thank you so much for coming on to the show thanks for having me yeah bye bye Thank you guys so much as always for listening. That was so much fun. I love her and I hope you love her just as much as I do. Uh, Be sure to connect with Kayla over on Instagram. Shoot her an email if you have any questions or just want to say hi and you like the show. And if you have not yet rated or reviewed the show, please head over to iTunes. Give it five stars. This is how more people can hear Mudlark. And it's just so important to me. So thank you so much. I'll see you next week. Have a great day.